Hello. Welcome to the very first podcast of Worth Living at Mental Health. My name is Keith Anderson. I'm the founder of Worth Living. And I've been a guest on several podcasts over the years, but I've never hosted my own. So this is our first attempt, so let's see how it goes. A bit of a background on, on myself and, and Worth Living and how it all came together, perhaps, might be a, a good um, means by which to give some context. I'm a lawyer who had depression. My life came undone in 2003. Um, let's go back a little bit further, okay, from, from that from that time. And I've never really uh, discussed the very beginning of my depression, I don't think anywhere. And I presented and spoken and provided lectures and such over the years, but I've never gone to the, to the, to, to the root, if you will, of, of my depression, okay? But this is a, a first. Back in September of, of 1991, um, my father had a heart attack and I remember that he, that, that, that early morning, my mother calling me and saying that dad had had a, had a heart attack and the ambulance was on the way to, 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 to their, to their house and asked me to go, go to meet them at the hospital. Of course, I didn't live far from the hospital. So I jumped in my vehicle and, and away I went. So I was there before they arrived and I remember you know, you, you, I, you picture certain things in your mind about how things, how you remember things. And, and I kind of do this, this photograph in my head. And I remember we're in the hallway of, of, of the ER. Uh, my father and the doctor and the nurse and are behind a curtain. And my mother and I are standing just outside the, the, the curtain area. And a, a noise, a sound goes off. And... We all know what it is from from movies, I guess, and, and, and medical TV programs. Um, when somebody flatlines, that sound, and I can still hear that sound in my head. Okay, it was it was devastating to to hear that because you knew what it was. Um, he would recover from that, um, but his heart was damaged to the extent of about seventy percent. Okay, only about thirty percent was working. So the chance of, of a full recovery were looking back were nil. Okay. Um, tough to sort of accept that back then. Um, so six months later in February of 92 on the 23rd day, um, he passed away. Um, very difficult for, for the family. Okay? I have an older sister, my mother, myself, and my father, small family. Um, my sister um, has an, uh, was married and had two children, um, and it was it was a very devastating, dark, difficult time. Um, my father's death changed my life. Okay, um, it changed my everyday life, um, both personally and professionally. He was a realtor, and a lot of my practice in law was real estate. So we interacted every day, whether it was for, for, for work purposes or for personal reasons. Um, this was constant interaction. And it also changed my mother's everyday life and, um, um, because you know, they were a very close, close couple. They did a lot of stuff together. Um, and after that, I did not know sort of how to handle the grief, I think. I thought the first thing I'd do is look after everybody else. That's sort of my personality. That's where I come from. And I thought, well, if I can... Look, everybody else, my needs, my grief, 
that will one day be addressed or not, or I kind of didn't even consider it. Um, and then I settled into to, 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 to working hard, okay, to looking after, you know, as best I could to, for my mother and, and my sister and, and such. And again, not looking after myself. And my life slowly but progressively got miserable. It got difficult. Um, it got dark. Um, I was not one to reach out for help, as I've mentioned. It just was not my thing to do. It just not my personality. I was a lawyer. Okay, I was a fixer. I fixed other people's problems. I did not have my own problems to, to, to fix, or so I thought. Um, and I remember one, there was, there was actually, there was one time when I did reach out for help. Um, I had a girlfriend, um, and I, uh, one evening, okay, after we got to bed, I thought, well, I'm going to just talk to her about th the troubles I'm having, okay, not sleeping well, I'm upset, um, I'm, and just you know, kind of just talk with her. So I opened up. I think I probably spoke for a good 10 minutes, okay, like nonstop. There's all this just coming out, okay. And I noticed that she was asleep. So the one time I reach out is the one time I get nothing in, in response. Um, so what do I do? I shut down further, okay. I go back within myself and I you know, shut down and I think, well, you know, there's no one to help me, so let's just sort of not look for that help and simply handle it you know, internally. So that's what I did. But um, as I now know, that does not work. Uh, over the next, say, six, seven years, okay, like I said, I, I, my, my depression, I did not know it was depression. I thought I had a horrible, miserable life. Okay, Back then, depression and mental illness was not discussed open like it is now. And it just got to be worse and worse and worse. Okay, I got I got emotional. I got oh, insomnia took hold. Um, you know, incredibly dark. Um, um, um. And but but the appearance of my life was wow. Um, I was a successful lawyer. Um, I, I practiced a lot at a very high level very busy firm, um, had a super wonderful girlfriend. Okay. I can talk about her cause she has given me permission to do so. Um, it's not the girlfriend who fell asleep. This is somebody new. Okay. Um, I had a huge house on, on, on a lake, no neighbors. Okay. Just this huge property, waterfront just gorgeous. I had trips, I had vehicles, I had savings, cash. I had, the so-called trappings of success, as they say. But within myself, okay, my, my real life, okay, is, is within my head, was simply this this sense of, 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 of darkness. Like I mentioned, insomnia took hold. I wouldn't sleep for days, okay, and then collapse, okay, on a Thursday or Friday night, and then go again. I mean, if I got an hour of sleep through the course of the week, that, that was, that was like, you know, an exception. But I would practice law you know, eight, 10 hours a day. Okay. Again, busy office and such. Um, but I felt empty and lonely within myself. I would roam my house. Okay. All hours of the night. Just this, this constant 
anxiousness, this constant concern, this constant not understanding what was happening. As a lawyer, I think logically. I think, okay, I have checklists, I have ways to do things, I have procedures and protocols. I just think logically, okay? What happened in my head, in my mind, was not logic. It, was, it did not make sense to me. I couldn't understand or, or come to grips with it. So I was a bit of a loss um, to understand it. Okay. Um, I was exhausted, obviously, for, for, for not sleeping, but also just mentally exhausted. And physically exhaustion is one thing. Mental exhaustion is a whole different level of, of, of exhaustion I came to learn. That's devastating. Um, I shut down relationships. This super girlfriend I mentioned, okay, um, I shut down. I hid away. I, 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 I isolated myself. Um, that's my, my biggest regret from my depression was the loss of her. It's a tough one to, to even still, after all these years, to sort of think and then say out loud. So um, that's a rough one. Um, as emotional. I would drive to the office in the morning, okay, and, and, and it wasn't crying, it was like emotions coming forth, like tears, okay, my body just shaking, and I pulled in the parking lot like at 8.30 in the morning to, at, at, at my law firm. I take a breath, collect myself, go in and pretend all day that life is wonderful. Practice, okay, clients, staff, other lawyers, I mean, just this constant activity. In the evening, drive home alone, the same would occur. Upset, emotions, angst, crying, turmoil, um, all this bouncing around within my mind. Um, I had lack of interest. That was developing. Okay, I would, you know, as a lawyer in a small city, I had lots of friends and colleagues I could, you know, go for lunch with, um, do stuff together with. Um, my lunches became going to get a plain bagel, a bottle of water, and hide in a busy parking lot. For, for my half hour lunch hour, it would take an hour. Just you know, I didn't deserve an hour. Didn't just I would sort of you know isolate myself for that half hour and eat, eat my lunch in my vehicle, hoping nobody would see me. Because I just wanted that break from the world. Um. Yeah, suicide. I thought about it. I planned it. I had it all figured out. I had a deck off of off of the second floor of my house. Off the, uh, there was a kitchen uh, on the second floor. And off the deck, okay, uh, it was like a probably you know 20, 30 feet to the to the ground, and I had a tow rope, and had it all figured out what to do. Okay, the only thing that held me back was my family. I wouldn't do it to them. Okay, um, but that was slowly going away, and I, it was more pronounced in my head. To get over the angst, the turmoil, the, the 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 mental challenges, the mental anxiety, the mental mess in my head, that's where I went. Okay, that was my answer to it all. Um, but something happened um, in March two thousand and three. I was diagnosed finally by my family doctor of many, many years. I've been his, his patient since I was a teenager with severe depression. It was a Friday morning around 9.30. I saw him for like half hour. 
which is a long time to see your family doctor. Usually you're in no, like within you know, five minutes or so. And he gave me uh, some medication to take. Okay. The following Tuesday, I, um, my career as a lawyer was gone as a result of my depression. That's another podcast. That's, there's a story there, of course, that'll, that'll come up in time. Um, but that evening, uh, on, uh, I had a, what I call a mental breakdown. I collapsed at my sister's house in, in, in Halifax, here in Nova Scotia. And I just came undone. Okay, my mind just, as I described it, it was like in fragments. Some functioned and some didn't. Um, not my best week. There was five days my life changed from a Friday to practicing law at a very high level to the following Tuesday evening to be collapsed in bed. And I would be in bed for like three three months or so. Um, but some good things from my mental breakdown, there's such a way to describe it, was um, I was physically removed from my place, okay? Physically removed from my office and placed in a safe place, I guess you can say. Um, suicide was not going to happen. I realized I, I was sick, had an illness, and you know a sliver, a very small sliver of hope because I, I was ill. I did not just simply have a miserable, horrible life, an illness that could hopefully be, be remedied. Um, and in time, I would you know, seek to have you know, a better life. So, so that's kind of the wall that I hit, okay? Um, finding my path, I guess, um, um, my family, my immediate family, my mother, my sister, her husband and, and, and their two children were, were incredible, supportive, accepting, understanding, helpful. Um, I had two friends come forward. Yeah, I'm a, I was a lawyer in a small city, okay. Knew lots of people, lots of people knew me. I had two. And they were not my inner core friends, they were beyond that, okay. They came forward to, to help, okay. Um, so I, I quickly learned about what stigma was. If I'd had a heart attack and I was in the hospital or at home, there would have been a, a lineup at lunchtime or after, after work to visit me. Okay, depression, mental illness, it was just you know, vacant. Okay, I was abandoned, basically. Um, I went to therapy um, once a week for, uh, for two years, then once a month for a year you know, after that. Um, the Nova Scotia Bar Society were, were wonderful to me. They provided me with lots of doctors to, 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 you know, to seek therapy. They actually they called one day okay, and asked how I was doing, which was you know phenomenal. They invited me to, to speak um, at, a, at a legal legal event about about my journey. They also invited me to write um, an article in in their in their society record, their monthly magazine. Um, very supportive. So um, I'm I'm thankful for for, for them. Um, and I also worked hard to get healthy. I worked very, very hard to get healthy. Um, I made a, you know, an effort. Okay. Cause I thought if I can get healthy, I can, I can have a second chance at a real life at a more, more complete, fuller, um, more exciting, if you will, life than, than I had been experiencing for many years.
And that was sort of my goal. Now, when I look back, it's, I guess it's easier to look back, okay, than to, than, than to have lived it in, in the moment. Um, I, in, the, in the summer of 2007, I, I thought, I'm doing pretty well here now. Okay, I'm, I'm out a little bit. I didn't leave the house for a couple of years. So um, to get out now, it was in, in that summer, I felt, okay, I'm confident enough to sort of you know, venture into the world a little bit. And I thought, okay, well, what am I going to do now? You know, what do I want to do with my life? So I uh, thought, well, I, I can write a little bit. So I, I wrote this article about my journey, okay? And I sent to some local newspapers, okay? Here in Nova Scotia, no response at all. Fine, okay. So I thought, well, you know, go big or stay home, right? So I sent it to the National Post newspaper, a national paper here in Canada. And the next day, I, they wrote back saying, hey, it's a great fit for a new series called Bouncing Back about people who have had challenges and are back on their feet and they've struggled and they've achieved, you know, a better life and such. So it's, it's a perfect fit. So I had good timing, I guess, good luck that, that, that they were doing this series. So on February 20th of 2008, this article appeared. And um, I was very excited, of course. Okay. Very anxious, very just overwhelmed almost. Okay. To, to, to think that somebody thought I was worthy enough to, to submit an article and to have it published. And the editor shows the title, how I returned to a life worth living. And I was so pleased that she understood it. Cause she understood what I was saying. She, she got my message. Okay. She understood. And for me to, to, to think that somebody understood me. Incredible. After being abandoned by, by my so-called friends, to have somebody, a stranger, like, sort of accept me, if you will, to understand what I'm, what I'm saying. You know, phenomenal. Okay, to, to have that sense of, of recognition, I guess, if you will. So, the idea of worth living has been with me from day one, okay, for the last ten and a half years now. That's been part of my, how I live my life. Okay, I, I enjoy it as best I can. I, I, I grab on to, to, to the moments of, of uh, the moments of world living, the world living moments, I guess you could say. They're important to me. Okay, and, and so the concept of world living has been, you know, around for some time in, in my life. So a few years ago, when it came time to sort of get all my work together, the idea of you know, world living was the obvious choice. So where I'm out, it's all the one brand now. That's the thing we do nowadays. Okay, we're living mental health. Okay, we, we, have, a, we have a website. Okay, we're living.co. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, so please, you know, check it out. Join. Contribute to the blog if you wish. Okay, become a we're living ambassador. Um, join the conversation of mental health awareness. Okay, you're certainly welcome. Okay. Um, the more people that speak up, the, the louder our voice becomes, and we can we we will see changes you know occur. We will see a better healthcare system. Hopefully, we will see you know stigma reduced, eliminated. There's there there's the dream. Um, so please you know check in, follow us, get involved. Um, so that's the first podcast. Um, thank you for listening. Okay. Um, Hope this works. I uh, hope you get involved and uh, we will uh, do it all again. Okay. In the future, we're going to be looking at some guests joining us, some other topics, okay, such as dating and, 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 uh, and um, mental health, um, 
the Rolling Stones, huge fan here, the Rolling Stones. Okay, my journey with, with depression kind of goes with seeing them at six concerts in three countries over 14 years. So I'll maybe run that, you know, on, on a podcast one day. Um, and any other topics that, 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 that we think are, are, are important to, to be addressed. So anyhow, thanks very much. Have a great day. Hey, be well out there. Take care.